From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about those competing voices in your head, the ones that encourage you to build your marriage, and the one that justify taking dangerous action. An American humorist, Josh Billings, had this to say about conscience and reason and mistakes. He said, reason often makes mistakes, but conscience never does. And that's what we're going to be digging into today when we talk about these competing voices. But before we get there, this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's 101 easy and creative Christmas gift ideas for the spouse who has everything. You know, Christmas is almost here and some of you might still be scrambling, trying to figure out just what to give your spouse. But I want you to take a deep breath because our team here at One Extraordinary Marriage has done the hard work for you. We've compiled a list of 101 easy and creative gift ideas, everything from body scrub to a hot tub, gifts from him, for him, for her, and for the two of you. It can be hard to find just that special something, but this list makes it easy for you, our listeners. So go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash gift ideas to check it out. And this hug today, guys, it's been a while since we've had one of these because this hug, this is a we did it. And because it's been a little while, I want to go back real quick and just tell you what a we did it is. Mm -hmm. We did it is when you are one family, when you and your spouse decide to take on the seven days of sex challenge or go beyond right? and write us, call in, you know, leave a voicemail, write us an email, do whatever, and let us know that you did it, that you took the step to change your marriage. So this was a, we did it in the subject line. And this wife said, Hey guys, I've been listening to you for about five months and caught up to episode 148 and your most more recent episodes as well. What a transition my frame of mind has taken since listening to you both, Mm. especially when prioritizing my husband. Our life has been one of disconnectedness and busyness since we have two young kids and both work full-time jobs. Also pretty sexless, only having sex once a month, if that. We did start the intimacy lifestyle about two to three months ago. And since then, things have been a little better, but still not good. In the seven days, since we did the seven days of sex challenge, there has been some deep and real conversations. Early on, it was mostly about the pain we've experienced in our marriage, and these were tough conversations to have, but also about how much we love each other. It has been the most emotionally and sexually intense week in our relationship ever. Right on. And I wanted to share it with you guys because I can feel your influence in the good things I've been doing for our marriage. Just in this past week, my husband has shared with me that his love language is physical touch, and I was so grateful for this information. He's listened to your podcast and expressed a desire to listen more. He has spent more time holding and kissing me than in the last 10 years combined. We have spoken about so many things for hours. He arranged a date night at a very special place and made me feel like a queen and so much more. I want to offer you congrats on the recent 300th episode. I listened and was very moved by the raw emotion. I can tell you are both proud of the influence you have been on so many and you should be guys that was that was seven days of sex yeah in a nutshell transformation a desire on both a husband's and a wife's part to make their marriage better 
And you know, right there at the end, she, um, she gave us congratulations on the 300th episode. And I just want to give a little recap real quick for those of you that haven't listened to the 300th episode, which was just last week, I would definitely recommend doing that. Um, it was a milestone for the one extraordinary marriage family. And for all of you, because a lot of you have been around since those early days, you've Mm -hmm. heard the evolution of Tony and Lisa, or if you're a newer listener, you've gone back and listened to a lot of those episodes and you're like, wow. And you've heard their evolution. They've been on a journey. The change. Yeah. And the journey isn't just our journey. The journey is our collective journey to having a stronger marriage, to doing this thing called marriage better and stronger. And so, you know, the 300th the 300th episode is really a celebration. It was a celebration for all of you. And yes, there was a lot of raw emotion, a lot more than we expected. Um, but I do today's show. Today's show is powerful guys. It's powerful going in because this is an area that I know I have personally struggled with. It's an area that we receive a lot of emails on. It's this whole idea. And actually I'm going to start this off, um, with an email that we received this past week. And, This came from a woman who said, I was involved in some flirtatious and sexual conversation via Facebook messages with a work colleague on the weekend before I was to return home. I had spent two weeks away for work. I had no intention of taking this conversation further, but I did not put an immediate end to it when I realized that our friendship had crossed the line and he was expressing his desire for me. At the time, I thought the the interaction was harmless because nothing was going to come from it but I can now see how those actions have harmed the one man I love most. I'm also ashamed to say that I was flattered that he was attracted to me and did enjoy the flirtation. This sort of behavior is very out of character for me as I hold myself to high moral standards. Do you know, Tony and Lisa, that when the conversation started going the wrong way, I had both of you in the back of my mind saying that I should not be doing this. I should not be having a personal conversation with this guy out of the work environment. And you were right. I was very confused by all that had transpired and was thinking I needed to share this in some way with my husband, but wasn't sure how. Well, he found those messages that same night and was deeply, deeply hurt, betrayed, and disappointed in me. Those competing voices, you're always going to have them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Tony and I, when we were talking about this episode, for those of you that remember like the Donald Duck and the Bugs Bunny cartoons where there was always like the, the old school ones, the old yeah. school ones where anytime there was a decision to be made, there was the devil sitting on one shoulder and an angel sitting on one shoulder. And they were both saying, go this way, go this way. No, go this way, go this way. Do and, this, do that, do this, do that. You know, nobody's, nobody's going to hurt, you know, be hurt by this. If you know, if you like, I think Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner and you know, just that whole like drop the weight, the Acme weight, um, nobody's going to get hurt, right? It's just going to drop. And then of course there's somebody underneath the weight. But I think about those competing voices and I think about what this wife was saying because the voice, there are voices in your head. There are voices in this world that are trying to destroy your marriage. Mm-hmm. And just like I said in that opening quote, reasons lead to mistakes. It was a paraphrase of that, but you know, reasons are justifications, right? It's harmless nothing's going to come of this. Like, I know it's not going to go any further. It's okay. No one will know. You deserve this. It feels good. It's really not that big a deal. I mean, here in this email that I read, it was a harmless Facebook message, right? Harmless. Until her husband saw those messages. Yeah, well, and as it started crossing that line as as a desire, as mm-hmm. you know, as as the other person starts sharing that, 
there there's that line crossed for sure yeah yeah and you know so you have kind of that's kind of like the devilish voices right those selfish voices those voices that say you know what whatever's going to make you feel good whatever's going to be good for you go down that path and, and then you have those other voices that are that are building up your marriage. I mean, you can call it your conscience. Tony and I call it the Holy Spirit. You can call it whatever you want to call it. You know, Jiminy Cricket and Pinocchio. I, I let your conscience be your guide, whatever you want to call it. But these are the voices. These voices, guys, they never encourage you to go against your marriage vows. Right. These are the voices that stop you in your tracks and say things to you like, this is crossing the line. You know, this could hurt my marriage if I go down this path. How would I feel if my spouse found out is this really honoring my vows, right? We've all, we've all been in those places, right? When we're, um, you know, on Facebook and we're like, oh, I wonder what my ex-boyfriend's doing. Maybe mm-hmm. I should click on that. And you click and you're like, hmm, wonder if I should send a message. Well, what's going to be accomplished by that? Right. Right. There's a reason an ex is an ex. Keep them as an ex, right? There's the text message that you get from somebody that you're like, oh, I wonder if I should tell my husband. The answer is always yes. Yep. It's like, if you have to ask the question, the answer is yes. You should, in the interest of full disclosure, and to make sure, I mean, I will tell you, I get random Facebook messages from guys, and immediately, like, I'm like, hey, Tony, (laughs) got another one from some, you know, Yahoo. And the reason why is because I don't ever want Tony to walk up to my Facebook screen or to my email or to wherever and see a message from a guy that he doesn't know and not have heard me tell him about it first. Right. Right. Because here's the thing. Those voices that tell you that it's okay, that you deserve it, that it feels good, all of that. Those voices, they can get pretty strong. And, and they can get pretty strong when there are a few things happening in your marriage. When the two of you aren't spending time together. Mm-hmm. When the two of you aren't making your conversations a priority. When the two of you are more focused on everyone and everything else that pull you away than you are on the relationship between the two of you. Yeah. And I think the big one are those tough conversations. And I loved our hug today where she was saying, you know, through the seven days of sex challenge, they begin to have those tough conversations and they were able to work through those together. Um, and I really believe that there are many a times when we begin to justify because we don't have that emotional intimacy with our spouse, Mm. right? We begin to justify, well, my spouse isn't doing this, so I'm going to do this. And those are those voices that begin to say, yeah, it's okay. Go do it. It's okay. You know, it's okay to click through porn. It's okay to continue to click through. It's okay for me to, you know, masturbate. It's okay. You know, that's that voice that's telling you. And I think it really, it comes down to that emotional connection. Mm -hmm. The physical connection then begins to allow us to then connect at that deeper level, which both of them are very important. And I found myself, you know, many of times when I was looking at pornography many years ago, that those voices were in my head. Those voices were telling me, hey, Elisa's not satisfying you. Elisa's not, you know, filling your needs right? So continue down that road. It's okay. You're not hurting anybody. And yet come to find out I was, I was destroying our marriage. I was destroying Elisa's trust in me as her husband. 
I was destroying that physical intimacy that we had because of those fantasies that I now portrayed upon our, our sex life that Elisa could totally tell, right? I mean, she knew I wasn't there physically with her. She was just some receptacle that was, you know, receiving everything else that I'd been watching. And so that voice could be very, very strong. And it's up to you to listen to that and say, you know what? This isn't good. Mm-hmm. This isn't of, of any value. And it doesn't give me any value, you know? And again, like Elisa said, we can justify and say, oh, because my spouse isn't doing this, well, this is okay. Is it really? Because I bet you, for any of you who are looking at porn or have looked at porn in the past and masturbated, I bet you you may have felt like me at times, shameful, guilty. Like, why did I just do that? And so you got to listen to that voice and you got to be able to tell it it's no more. I got to turn you off because you are not, you are not helping me gain any stronghold in my marriage. And to do that, we need to start opening our mouth and have those tough conversations with our spouse. And it's not, and you know, Tony made reference there to pornography. It's not just the pornography. No. There are so many behaviors that are destructive to your marriage and to mine. And, and it varies from couple to couple. You know, I mean, I know years ago in one of our early podcasts, I said something about, you know, not having, not being friends with the opposite sex. And somebody wrote in and said, I work in an industry that is dom-. It was a woman. I work in an industry that is dominated by men. How can you tell me? And I go, you know what? then you need to have guardrails around what you share and how you spend your time with them. Right. Right. If, if that's you, then, then you need to have your marriage needs guardrails. And here's why, because if you don't have guardrails in your marriage, then all of these voices that start to get really strong when, when you're sleep deprived, cause you've got a little one at home, when you're busy with schedules running you in, you know, seven different directions any right. given week when, you know, finances are tight because of whatever's going on with jobs and things like that. So you're feeling stressed when there have been health issues happening in your lives that are keeping you from being as connected. You know, these are things folks that are not on the face value temptations to walk away from your marriage. They're not, you know, health issues, finances, things like that. Those are not things that people would look at and go, Oh, oh, that's when I'm going to like step out on my marriage vows and things like that. And yet that's when those voices get really strong and say, oh, you know, things are bad financially. Like just go, just go find something that makes you feel good, mm-hmm. right? Like your husband or your wife is sick. You need comfort. You need to go talk to someone. And so you turn to that coworker who's a member of the opposite sex and you start talking about what's going on in your marriage. And before you know, you, you've formed an emotional bond with somebody that is not your spouse. Danger. Danger, you know, red lights, warning lights. Guys, the temptations are all around. And so it really becomes, it really becomes that from this day forward, you start putting some serious protections into your marriage, some serious guardrails. And this is not, I want to be very clear, this is not to restrict you. This is not to say, oh, well, I'm married. I have to live this life in this box. I have to be so restricted in what I say and what I do and what I watch. I will tell you that when couples have guardrails around their relationship, when they know where the line is that's not to be crossed, and when they are working on their connection on a daily basis, those guardrails are not restrictions. Those guardrails are freedom because Mm -hmm. they know. They know where the line is. And sometimes that has to start with you. Like, I bet you... 
many of you may be going, oh, that's my spouse. Oh, that's my <laughs> spouse for sure. And I would switch that around because it's about you. Mm-hmm. You need to start, you know, listening to those voices and realizing which ones are of value and which ones need to be thrown away and throw the ones that need to be thrown away, throw them away quickly, like dump them and get them all out of your head and moving on, you know? So let's look at ourselves first and foremost and be able to understand where we're going and where we are, where we need to make those changes. And so you know, like Elisa mentioned earlier, scrolling through a Facebook or maybe even an Instagram, it's very easy to click at something and then it starts taking down that rabbit trail. If that voice hits you like this isn't good, then turn it off. Mm-hmm. Turn it off. Be able to go, I have control over this device and it doesn't control me. And so it's time to just turn it off. It may be time to put it down and walk away from it. You need to make sure that happens. If you are starting to go down that road and you're talking to somebody of the opposite sex and you're starting to go down that road and, and boom, that voice is saying, oh no, this is not good. Excuse yourself. Backtrack yourself. Say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I divulged too much there and that is not for you. So I want to apologize for that. Sometimes we got to be bold and it's and, and in boldness, sometimes... You know, people are going to look at us and go, what did you just do? Because it's no big deal. But to you, it is. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I've learned in my life that I need to just be bold and say, you know what? That wasn't right. Not for your ears. I apologize for that. And, you know, move on. Move forward. Can I take it back? No. But I can forgive myself for those words that I I said and I spoke and know that I'm not going to go there again. Yeah. And... And it becomes the fact that you have to be in tune to those voices in your head. Because I think there's so much chatter. I mean, honestly, guys, between social media and between, you know, what's on the news and your kids talking to you and your spouse talking to you and your coworkers, there's just a lot of noise. And sometimes instead of listening to what's actually going on between our own two ears, we just move into this reactive place where we're like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, and, and you don't even stop to think what are the implications of me saying in my own head, it's no big deal. It's not going to hurt anyone because I promise you that if you stop to think it's no big deal in regard to something in any of your relationships, not just your marriage, but your relationships with your kids or anyone else. If you stop and think, is this really no big deal or am I justifying it? You may make different decisions, Mm -hmm. but what that requires of us, of you, of me, of Tony, of every one of you listening is that we don't do life on autopilot, right? We don't just go through and like, okay, well, yeah, because autopilot puts us into the place of being a victim. Like, oh, well, it was just like a victim of my circumstances. Uh, No, you made a choice. You made a choice. Every day you and I make choices in regard to our marriage. I make a choice. Am I going to look at some you know, guy from my past on Facebook? Am I going to friend somebody on Facebook that I don't know just to kind of check out their profile? Am I going to scroll through Instagram for two hours because I got nothing better to do and I'm just going to waste that time checking out of my marriage? Because you know, it's no big deal if I'm watching ESPN for two hours and not paying attention to Tony. You know, it's no big deal if I spend more time with my girlfriends than I do with my husband. You know, it's no, these are no big deal. The truth is, it's a very big deal. 
-hmm. How you spend your time and the voices that you listen to are an incredibly big deal. In fact, so big that I can't contain it in one 30-minute show, right? Because what you listen to dictates how you live out your life. What are you filling your head with? Are you filling it with everybody that says, you know what, go for it. Your happiness, what makes you feel good, that's where you need to be, right? It don't, don't, if it doesn't make you feel good, don't do it. Well, I will be the first person to tell you that marriage does not always make me feel good. There are days when it's really hard to be married. There are days when I would love to be so selfish and just be like, my way, only my way, only what I want to do. And the truth is, is that 19 years ago, I stood up before God and Tony and a whole bunch of other people and said, I choose him. And in doing so, that meant I had to make choices in alignment with that decision. And I haven't always gotten that right. I mean, any of you that have listened to more than like two shows know that we don't get that right on a regular basis. Right. The thing that makes us different, the thing that makes you different, the thing that makes, you know, the listeners different, like those hugs that I've read, is that they keep trying. Right? You listen to this show because you know that some days you don't get it right. And you're like, okay, I need a tool for this week to get it right. And so you keep changing those voices. This week, that's what you're going to focus on is changing those voices. Yeah. And we have a very good friend, Dr. Matt Hubbard, who put together these awesome cards cards called Mind Mastery. And I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes for those of you who are interested in getting to know those voices in your head. Because we gotta we gotta work on that, right? We gotta know what is of him and what is not. So one of these cards just is a quick deal. On the front it says, He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. And then on the back, this is what you're speaking into yourself, right? So you begin to know the voices that are are that you're gonna be hearing. And it says, I am confident in my skills and in my ability to communicate clearly and effectively. People enjoy listening to me and learning from me. I am, I have a wealth of knowledge and I share it with others. I am appreciated. Think about reading that to yourself for one whole day. Just reading that. Like I, in my skills and in my ability to communicate clearly and effectively, how can that shift your mind right? How can that shift your mind when you're about to speak to your spouse? Mm -hmm. And those voices are telling you the opposite. Those voices have been telling you that you don't speak clearly, that you're never going to be able to talk to your, your spouse correctly, that you can't get through to them anymore because you do not have the skills or the ability. You do have those, but you need to hear the voice that tells you, stand up. It's okay. Speak. Your tongue may get tied up, but you can still, you still have words that are powerful. You still have a way, an eloquent way that you share your feelings and your expressions, right? And for many of us, that just doesn't happen on the fly. We need to be able to practice that. And for some of you, you may need to even write down what you need to say clearly and effectively. Because like me at times, I can get up in front of a group of people and you may think, well, Tony, why would that bother you? I can get up in front of a group of people and my heart is racing. <laughs> my hands are sweaty and I can forget what I'm going to say. 
So for you to be able to speak clearly and effectively, maybe you need to write it down. But check this out. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm going to put a link to this in our show notes for you. Pick them up. Speak life into your world. Speak life into your marriage. And when you do those competing voices, when you come up to a challenge, those competing voices that are attacking you, you're going to know which one you're going to go with. You're going to know the one that is, hey, that is where I need to be going today because you hear it audibly, clearly. And it's one of those things where, you know, as you look into this next week, I want you to be conscious, conscious of the voices that you hear and the words that you're saying. You know, sometimes it's a choice that we have to make daily and sometimes even, you know, going so small as to go minute by minute that you're going to stop and ask yourself the question, is what I am about to do supporting my marriage? Is the decision to chat on Facebook? Is the decision to send that check text? Is the decision to share what's going on in my marriage at lunchtime? Are those decisions supporting my marriage? And then you have to take it the next step because if the answer is no, then you have to stop and course correct, right? Because if, if the answer is no, then don't go there. Don't be like this wife where she was aware of what was going on. She knew that it was not building up her marriage. She heard the voices. In this case, it was Tony and I, and I I will say also, this is not the first time that somebody has told us that they've heard their voices or our voices when they've been about to make a decision. Um, Whatever positive voice you hear that is marriage supporting, listen to that voice. Because we care too much about your marriage Mm -hmm. to just let you continue down that path where you're like, oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. You made vows to another human being. And the two of you, the two of you have to commit to honor those vows. You have to commit not to listen to the selfish voices, but instead to listen to the selfless voices. There is a big difference between selfishness and selflessness. And those voices sound incredibly different in your head. They sound incredibly different and that you live them out differently. Mm -hmm. And is it easy to be selfless all the time? No. No. It's not. I will tell you there are days when I struggle with it because by nature I'm kind of a selfish person. And yet, when I choose selflessness in my relationship with Tony, that's when I see more connection. That's when I see more growth. That's when I see more time together. That's when I see that he is more in tune with what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. And where does that start? It starts with me making a decision, not with Tony being like, well, I'm just going to be, you know, the super husband of the year, you know, husband of the year, 2015. Well, sure, he is for me, but it starts with my actions. It starts with your actions. It doesn't start like Tony said, you know, a few minutes ago, it doesn't start with you looking at your spouse and saying, "Um, you need to listen to episode 301 from Tony and Elisa. I think, I think you really need to hear this one. Um, it's been our experience that in most marriages, when you send over the podcast like that, it does not go well, that sometimes your spouses get really irritated with you. A better way to handle that is to say, I'd like you to listen to this episode because this is something I need to work on. Mm -hmm. When you take ownership 
Maybe it's of the voices. Maybe it's of your, you know, financial decisions. Maybe it's of your physical intimacy, whatever it is. When you take ownership for what you need to change, you give your spouse the ability to come on board with you, to partner with you, to be your cheerleader and your support. Don't keep telling them what they need to change. They don't need that voice in their head. Mm -hmm. They need the voice that says, I love you so much. I'm going to do this for our marriage. Yeah. And believe me, this isn't something, I mean, we're all going to have our days, right? We're all going to have our days, our weeks. Believe me, I still wake up at times and I just, you know, the voice that's just saying, just check out for a little while. Just do this for a little while. You're going to have them. If you're in this battle, you know, to to strive and, and make your marriage extraordinary, believe me, it just doesn't come easy and it's just going to, oh, you're going to get there one day and it, it's all going to stop and you're good. No, you're going to have to keep going after it. That covenant you made when you first got married, it is something that you're going to have to continue to go after together and for you too. So don't believe just for one second that, oh, just because I've done it for a little while that I'm good. No, it's going to continue to be part of your life. But when we begin to hear that, that voice that tells us, Hey, don't do that. And we respond to it. That's when we begin to get to that place together, you know, where you continue to make your marriage extraordinary because you're not making those decisions that are pulling you away. Mm -hmm. So this week go out there, listen to them, be recognize them first and foremost recognize them realize it that you have a choice each and every day to choose your spouse we love you guys we love you guys we hope you have a fantastic week as we get closer to christmas we hope that you experience joy this season and um we love you have a fantastic week you guys